Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Today's Friday, April 19th, 2019. My name's Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. I want to go back to bed. Hard workout last night. Slept like a rock. But I need more. Slept like eight hours. Probably needed ten. Honestly, as hard as that workout was. You know, we... We have this arbitrary idea about eight hours of sleep. And eight hours... Fits really nicely into, you know, a 24-hour day. We work eight hours, we sleep eight hours, and then we have eight hours to ourselves. That's not how life is. That's not how your body is. Your body doesn't say, oh, it's only, it's been eight hours, that's all I need, I'm done. Sometimes your body needs a little less. But, remember, sleep is when you heal, it's when you recover. So if you have a, if you're sick, working out or whatever, you need more. <coughs> um, I know some high-level high athletes discuss that they routinely sleep 10 hours. And honestly, if I didn't have the cat waking me up, if I didn't have this show, I'd probably be closer to 9 as an average. So, something to keep in mind. All right. Had a... Had a cue, a question, coming yesterday. I don't know what, I'm gonna put this down for a minute. It's hot, it's very hot. That mug is not the most insulated. Ugh. All right, um, a question came in yesterday, on yesterday's episode, about a fighting spirit that this person has been told that they need to develop a fighting spirit for their sparring, and how do they do that? And especially, how do they do that if they consider themselves a non-confrontational person? So when most people talk about a fighting spirit, they talk about being, I guess, really passionate. Really passionate about their training, their, their whatever is, is presented in front of them. Um, perseverance is another word. I think that is pretty similar to that attitude. The idea that if you're in battle, real or fake, you're gonna throw whatever you have at it. Now, of course, that doesn't mean that, you know, if you're, if you're acting this way in training in your school that you're gonna, you know, kill people or, you know, break the rules because you wanna win. It's not, it's not that. It's this idea that you're going to give as close to 100% towards whatever the, whatever the parameters are, okay? So imagine, let's take it back this way. We've all done basics. I don't think there's a school on the planet that doesn't do basics, you know, moving up and down the floor. You can do those basics and go through the motion. Or you can do those basics with tons of power, lots of speed, great stances, and just giving it all you have. That's, that's the attitude that I think most people are looking for in that respect, in, in, 
when we talk about fighting spirit. If you bring that attitude into forms, the form becomes compelling, powerful, intense and exciting to watch. And you're exhausted when you're done. To bring that same attitude into your sparring is to, is to push yourself and to push your partner or opponent as hard as is appropriate. It's to not make excuses for yourself or for them if they're friends. To recognize that how you conduct yourself impacts how much better both of you get as a result of that time together. It's to act in a way that people watching would say, you know, I wouldn't want to mess with that person in a fight. That you bring a quality of, of that realism into everything you're doing, whether it's forms or basics or sparring or whatever. And I don't think it has to necessarily be about confrontation. Sure, I think it's going to be a little bit harder for someone who is who identifies themselves as non-confrontational. But I think you have to separate the two. I absolutely hate confrontation. I consider myself non-confrontational. But if it's inevitable, or if it's necessary, I embrace confrontation. Because I've learned that delaying those things, avoiding those challenges, oh, and maybe there's something here for, for, for this martial arts hook on this. Delaying those conversations just delays the benefits, the progress. I'm never going to seek out a fight. I'm never going to go somewhere where I think I'm probably going to get in a fight. But if I get into a circumstance where someone is initiating a fight and I have no way of avoiding it, I will tear that person apart. That's the attitude we're looking for here, in my opinion. Uh, what is that, Karate Kid 2? where Mr. Miyagi says, best not fight if fight win. It's one of my favorite lines from those movies because it sums up my attitude on martial arts, at least on, on the self-defense, the application aspect. So when you're training, you could take that attitude in your sparring in a lot of ways. Maybe there's someone in the school who's a lot better than you and you avoid them. Don't. It's probably no surprise that most of the time if I'm training in a school, I'm one of the better martial artists there. I've been doing this a while. And there are people who have avoided sparring me as if I'm going to hurt them. I can't remember the last time I hurt someone sparring. I've got good control. And most of the people know this. But you still have people who don't want to work with you. And then you have other people who say, you know what, I'm going to get my butt kicked. 
usually figuratively, but they race right up to the best person when you change partners because they want the opportunity to work with the best in the room or to get better from working with someone who significantly outmatches them. If you're the best person in the room, you need to find a bigger room. That goes for martial arts, that goes for everything because we learn best when we're surrounded by those who are better than us. So that fighting spirit. I think as, as I've talked myself through a bunch of examples, and thank you for bearing with me, I think if we, if we dig right down to the heart of it, fighting spirit is an unquenchable thirst to become the best that you can be. I think we could say that about the person who's training on their own all the time and they're early to the school and they're working on their own and they're, they're never afraid to, to do extra. That's a fighting spirit. I'm sure there's a, a great Japanese word that says it with much more nuance, but I don't know a lot of those. Is that Mushin? No. Somebody out there will probably comment below, hopefully, as to what, what the closest Japanese term is. I, I, I enjoy those Japanese terms because they, as someone who, who despite being a writer and, and a podcaster, I pride myself on being articulate. Some of these concepts are, are so much broader and so much more nuanced than English really has, has the words for. So, yeah, those terms are gone. All right, hope that's a good answer. If you have a question you'd like me to answer, don't be afraid to comment below, and I'll answer the next episode. So today, today is a, a pretty straightforward day, working on a bunch of projects. Uh, got a couple, got 10 pages into the outline for the book that I'm working on the other day, hoping to get a few more pages done today. Want to start recording that. Yes, it will be an audiobook first because I am better at that. And then we'll transcribe it, edit it. What else? <clears throat> yeah, nothing, nothing terribly exciting happening today. Just a lot of projects, cleaning up a lot of things on my calendar from the week. But this weekend, got some fun stuff coming up tomorrow morning, early, which means driving early. Oh boy, Saturday, driving early. I've never done that. I will be with the rest of, the rest of, I will be with Team Whistlekick, all but one, I believe, who is out competing. Good luck, Jaden. Um, we'll be having a team practice and a team meal and just really helping each other grow. The team's a lot of fun. We're, we're, we've built something special with this group and I'm, I'm proud to have helped bring them together. And then we'll be driving to Maine for a good friend's birthday party. Looking forward to that, seeing people I haven't seen in a while. Uh, likely staying over because it's Maine and it's far away. Uh, and then Sunday I'll come home and 
probably work with more plants and probably do a little bit of work. Probably go to the gym. It'll be a good weekend. I hope you're going to have a good weekend. I hope you do something special. One of the things I've found myself telling people, I've got a lot of friends who come to me and they're, they're, you know, they'll ask me, how do you deal with all of these things on your plate? How do you not get overwhelmed? And the answer is I get overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed almost perpetually. Uh, it's just kind of become my default state. I've just gotten good at prioritizing and, and recognizing you know, what can wait. But one of the things that I found myself talking to these people about often, and I'll share this with you, this will be kind of the last thing as we fade out towards the weekend, is to do something for yourself that feels indulgent. Something that feels unnecessary, extra, something that you don't deserve. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to take a lot of time. A lot of people, when I say these things, they think of treating themselves, you know, to a, a day at a spa or, you know, going out to an expensive meal or buying, you know, some fancy new shirt or sneakers. It doesn't have to be that big. It could be going into work an hour late and watching a TV show with an extra cup of coffee. It could be instead of getting the cheap cup of coffee, I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> well, it is first cup, right? So having all the examples be coffee examples, is it really terrible, is it? It could be stopping by, you know, uh, a nicer coffee shop and getting, I mean, let's face it, it's not hard to get up to an $8, $10 cup of coffee. You know, getting something that is way more expensive than the cup of coffee you would get. Or to go to the grocery store. And as part of dinner tonight, you know, you... You get something as a treat for dessert. Or you get the better version of whatever you're going to cook. You know, we're such in this habit that, oh, I've got to get, I've got to do this, I've got to get this, I've got to watch that. Get creative. Be indulgent. Recognize that you can treat yourself once in a while. It doesn't have to be big. Just find something that makes you feel special. That helps me feel better. It helps me deal with being overwhelmed. Don't forget, we do this show every 6.30 a.m. Eastern right here on YouTube. If you haven't already, please subscribe and turn on notifications so you can get that little ding on your phone that we're doing this show. If you're watching later, still appreciate it. You can still leave a comment or a question below right here that I will answer on a future episode, usually the very next episode. And of course, you can listen later on your podcast feed. We're all over the place. First Cup with Jeremy and firstcupwithjeremy.com. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Friday. Have an amazing weekend, and I will see you right back here.